Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's one of the employee owners at Tab, Dennis Halnan. He comes in and helps me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And yes, uh, Morgan, we're always ready. Come on, seems ready. Of course we're ready. <laughs> um, but we uh, hope you guys are ready. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Those are the numbers. And uh, Dennis and I will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we are in the old Facebooks over there. Mark Zuckerberg names are a little broadcast worthy. If you go ahead and like Tab Computer Systems or go ahead and follow over at WTIC's Facebook page, you'll see our live broadcast there as well. Feel free to post a question or two in there. We'll do our best to get them on the air if we can or answer you right there through the through the uh, Facebook chat. So uh, what you got there, Dennis? Anything going on? Well, we have some really, really, really scary news from Brian Krebs. Um, Hackers are actually able to get the power of subpoena Mm -hmm. by sending fake uh, emergency data requests to Internet providers and other online services right phone companies or what have you or, so they want to do sim jacking and they can do that too i guess they could even do facebook or whatever but mm-hmm. what they're doing of course is they're using compromised email accounts to send these emergency data requests right um and they're forwarding them to these companies and the companies are responding because at the moment they have no valid way to be sure that they're not genuine requests because from, they're from police departments. Right. We had to make sure we, that you, yes. from police departments, He's, government agencies that would get the subpoena, have the subpoena power. Right. Those mailboxes are compromised. Correct. And, the, and, and they're, they're getting an email from a domain that they know is one of these agencies or police departments. Right. They have no way to know that it's not a genuine request. They use a life or death thing here where the, that's, they say they must have this access, you know, it's life or death if you don't give it to us. And, Right. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any kind of a, as I was mentioning to you off the air, there mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be any kind of an acknowledgement mechanism right. to be able to double check these to make sure that they're, they're genuine. That's the scary part, too. It's, like it's these just policies... a one-way thing. You send yeah. the request, right. somebody evaluates it, and then okay. that, that's the only thing that they have to go on as to whether they should comply or not. And it's very bad. And, of course, 
part of the problem here is that we have the old-fashioned issue of compromised email accounts because Mm -hmm. people are reusing passwords. Um, In a lot of cases, the hackers are not really using any kind of an exploit to take control of the account. They're guessing the password, sometimes based on information from data breaches earlier. Right. So they've harvested that information, and they can, depending on who it is that they're uh, trying to impersonate, right. they can do a pretty good job of guessing what their password well, is about and it. get you in. Know, Sergeant Schultz has his password of bad boys, <laughs> and they get right in. Right. You know? Uh, guys, come on, man. You guys got to do a better job here. And it's not even, they're not even trying. It, and, you know, don't reuse your passwords. Right. You can't You can't do that. That's one of the main things that you can do to protect yourself, and people just don't do it. So hopefully we're going to set up some systems. You know, in the same way you shouldn't be accepting ACH payments and, and, and just sending the money blindly to an ACH bank account because, of course, if the bad guy, the hacker, got a hold of that mailbox, as in the town of Farmington found out when they sent $2 million to China rather than Ooh. to the uh, building contractor, and that's in the news, you can look it up. Um, all they did, all the bad guys did, was send an email and change the, the account. And, and Farmington's like, okay, I'll send it. Um, $2 million. Um, this is the kind of stuff we have to do better at. We need some sort of backup method, some sort of – you got to be more skeptical. And, and, and that's the key here. Uh, and, of course, if you get an email from a police department or an agency, you're just going to send the information. I mean these companies are happy to send their information out rather fast. Uh, there is very they have very poor safeguards on our information. And of course, if an agency says that I'm the agency, I want the information without a confirmation of some kind or way to confirm it, your stuff's flying out the Especially door. Especially if it's backed by, you know, a life or death claim. You right. know, we need this right now, can't wait anymore. Right. We need access to this guy's cell phone. And of course the bad guy then sim jacks the phone number away from the victim, and then his fake money in his crypto wallet's gone. Oh, yeah. um, in other news, so Google did a study. <laughs> and uh, here's the headline. Government workers rely on Microsoft. And according to Google, that could be a security problem. Does really? The, yeah, yeah. Does the U.S. government's reliance on Microsoft Office 365 make it more vulnerable to cyber attacks? And the Google Cloud says that's what the survey shows. Uh, they published the results of a survey. Of course, it's a little self-serving here, of course. We'll take this with a grain of salt. Um, but, of course, if you heard this show anytime, we, you know where our, our heart is. Uh, it shows that a pervasive use of Microsoft tools in government is making workers less secure. The company, via the pollster Public Opinion Strategies, asked workers about their thoughts of U.S. government's reliance on Office and Microsoft project productivity software like Word, Teams, Outlook, and OneDrive. And the respondents said, you know, do you believe the federal government's reliance on products, services from Microsoft makes it more vulnerable or less vulnerable? And basically, they surveyed 2,600 people and 600 workers from the D.C. metro area, 338 federal, state, local governments across the U.S., 60% of government employees said the government's reliance on Microsoft's productivity tech did make them more vulnerable. Um, if you think, and I'll put, we'll post this up here for you. Of course, take it with a grain of salt, right? It's Google. Well, yes. So here's the thing, right? In our, in our entire practice at Tab Computer Systems, every single security product we put out there is to do what? Protect our clients from Microsoft. Yeah. That's simply what it's out there to do. Every layer of every technology from antivirus to EDR to MDR to spam to uh, any kind of links and emails, web defense, all of it is to protect our customers from the fact that they run Microsoft. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
Um, Every single, I almost sound like Governor Malloy, every single security and more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's what we do. We're we're literally out there protecting them from Microsoft. That's that's been our job. When I started this, when I started back when I was a kid with hair, uh, we were using products like Novell. And we were using oh yeah, products I like remember that OS two and other technologies, and we you know we didn't have just the one you know the the one configuration that's out there Microsoft offered because Microsoft basically gave it away, killed all the competition, free is a good deal, and now we're stuck with this scenario. Right, and it isn't even just the technology that was in your office. Right, um, corporations had all kind a wide range of technologies that they used. They had. IBM mainframes, they had DEC mini computers, yep. and they ran a whole gamut of operating systems and hardware. Right. And now everything is almost unified on Microsoft servers. Right, which is a nice, easy And Microsoft computers. Right. So, I mean, we'll put this link up here for you, but again, it's, it's basically what our, our business has turned into. Whereas when we started, we were simply providing technological solutions, whether it be servers and, and networking and file sharing and security not necessarily here's your microsoft product you know it's like selling pizzas you know or, or cheeseburger 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 coke no pepsi no it's microsoft no nothing else um the same thing so we'll, we'll put a link up here for you and you can read about the survey of course it's google right so what they're saying is hey google's saying hey why don't you consider a different ecosphere just like apple's been saying that now apple charges an arm and a leg so business doesn't buy it um that's the problem with apple i mean it's a great product but very expensive Right, and they also don't provide some of the services that Microsoft and Google do, like email hosting. Right, you know, um, so they can't they can't really take the place of that. But hey, if Google can get in the mix and shake things up right. and become that additional player, I'm all for it. Even though you know this is a self serving story, let's just it say is. it now. <laughs> and, and Google just had a massive security issue with their browser, right? Of course, Microsoft too was impacted because they based their new browser on Chromium as well. Yes. So Google has a massive ecosphere as well, which is just as vulnerable uh, or will be just as vulnerable. So the question is, though, how do you mix up the tools you use so the hackers aren't able to attack you no matter where you are? If you're able to use a phishing scheme, which is just basically chucking a net out there and hoping you catch a fish, to anybody who opens an email, I mean, that's a nice big wide target. But if you had a different type of mail system and I had a different type of mail system and -and so-and-so had a different type of mail system, that'd be a little harder and maybe even different operating systems and and these these technologies have to be a little more mixed up rather than one big homogeneous Microsoft mess. Right. So we'll put the link up here for you guys, and you can see the survey yourself. And we'll put that Brian Krebs link up there for you. It is a very interesting. He's he's got a couple articles on it, and you should read them, especially if you're in the police departments out there. Come on, guys. You know, don't use a password that has been compromised. Don't use passwords in the same places. And if your police department, come, your password better be tough. Your cops, come on, you guys know security. Yeah, I mean, they they shouldn't even be coming up with their own passwords. They should be using password generators. Yeah, that's a good point. And they should be. They should know, be, fa- absolutely. They should be having to force to change them. If these, already, if these passwords have been out there already and they're compromised and the, and the hackers are just using them again, come on. You're, not, you're, yeah. you're too lazy to even change those. And you're not lazy. You guys are very busy people. Don't get me wrong. But you got to change your passwords. <laughs> I don't want to get pulled over. <laughs> hey, Eric, I heard you. You are saying, you guys got to change your passwords, man. Um so keep keep that in mind because you're making you're putting all of us at risk. When a bad guy gets your when a bad guy gets a, a an agency's account like that, they can do a lot of damage rather easily. Yeah, and it it goes beyond just these 
data requests too. I mean, right. just think of all the havoc they could cause. So we'll put those up. Now we have another story we should bring up because that's right on Dennis's top of his uh, list oh, here. Yeah. It's about the cameras, right, Dennis? Yeah. Uh, this is about Wise Cameras, W-Y-Z-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you may have bought their cameras. They're very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they blew onto the market, what, five or six years ago? Yeah. Um, and they were hot for a very long time. Yeah. Arguably, they still are. Mm-hmm. But they have a slight... It's a slight, slight problem. Oh boy, what's this? Um, they have a security vulnerability mm-hmm. that hackers can use to control them. Right. Now, without that, even trying. Right. Now, that in itself is not much of a story because a lot of hardware pieces have vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. But this one is one that Wise knew about pretty much from day one. Yeah, like four. Plus so we're years. going back years, yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. So I've got a Gizmodo article about why, and headline reads, you should probably stop using your wise camera right now. And I agree. Yeah. If you've got a wise camera, get it down. Yeah, literally throw it away. Because they don't even intend to patch it. They don't, they're not going to patch it. They have no way to patch it. Yeah. So, get yeah. Get rid of it. You just, they just bricked all of their cameras. Right. So, it's crazy. And they, know, and they knew about it and didn't tell anybody about it. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC are the numbers. And we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, we are here till 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC are the numbers. Uh, 9842. And uh, anywhere in the United States, we had a call last week from, uh, was it Oregon or Washington State? Yeah. Yeah. So he must have been up early uh, listening Way to Way early. <laughs> 800 wtic We love to crank up that phone bill for the station just to show we're doing something. Um, but feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And while we wait for your calls, uh, we do have some, some more news for you. So what you got there, Dennis? Well, uh, speaking of using genuine tools to make things happen, hackers are using Azure static web pages on Microsoft's uh, Azure system Mm -hmm. to impersonate, well, they're sending out their requests. You know, they can be uh, phishing, harvesting pages where they ask you to log in to fix your account or whatever right. the whatever the story is that they sent in their email cuz the link is going to look and real the link is real mm-hmm. it is real and right it is real it's hosted on microsoft servers right. so if you look at the padlock you check the certificate you do all the things that you're supposed to do it looks to make sure that you are where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and if you actually do business with microsoft mm-hmm. if that's what they're asking you to do fix your office 365 email account or whatever it is yeah. you're going to look at that you're going to say hmm this is the real thing microsoft really needs me to do something right and you're going to go and you're going to type those credentials in and they're going to capture them because they control that page right and they're going to get whatever the response is that you put in and you know, it's it's very, 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 very scary what they can do with these things. Now, again, this is a, this is back to another control system, right? So you, the bad guys simply are getting their own SSL certificates, right, right, for their own Azure servers, and it make it look real. So just when you see those little padlocks on a website, that doesn't make it legitimate. 
Well, well, actually, they don't even need to get their own certificate. They're using Microsoft's wildcard. Oh, brother! For the the generic domain that the, that those web pages are hosted on. That's even that's, that's even worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as the bad the bad guys there, I mean, what what do you think Microsoft should be doing more of to prevent those guys from being able to create these accounts? Well, they should they should have an idea of where they are when they created them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're logging in from Russia, yeah, right. no, yeah. uh, or Belarus or North Korea right. or Iran, right. you know, just cut them off. Just done. Uh, the other thing they should be able to do is to see what kind of data is being retrieved by these. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like it's credential type data, right, then cut it off. Right, that's a good I point mean, too. How hard is it to do? I mean, it it's too bad that maybe a few people have to be fooled before they get that information. But at least they can cut off that account right. that's got those pages hosted. They're literally asking for people's passwords, right? And we all know, or at least some of us do, know <laughs> that Microsoft's Azure and Office three sixty five systems are designed to recognize credential data. Right. There are matter of fact when you. Um, when you manage an instance of Office 365 mail, mm-hmm. you can put in controls on certain types of data like social security numbers uh, and things like usernames and credentials. Mm-hmm. And you can prevent people from actually putting that information into their mail. It'll get kicked back to them and say, oh, we can't send that out. Right. That's confidential. You'll have to either send it through another form or use their encrypted email service Mm -hmm. um so they've got they've got the logic built into their systems to be able to recognize that and i don't see why they couldn't apply that um if bad guys are harvesting credentials from people yeah it is what it is we'll put a link up here for you guys take a look at it and um but again back to the other the other discussion i was having as far as when you look at a website that you've been maybe tricked into going to through a mail phishing scheme right where the link is on there and it's like you know it says hey it's amazon and you've got a package coming click here and the link is close enough to the spelling of the word amazon you don't notice that it's got some extra characters the bad guys literally can buy certificates for those sites and make them look legitimate make them look quote unquote secure that little padlock that you see on the site doesn't necessarily mean it's it means that the the person on the other end is is legit it just means that when you put data into that site it's encrypted right right so the bad guys are saying it's encrypted so the, unfortunately some of the understanding of a website is that you know when you're on it it's more secure it is but you don't even know who the, the other guys are so you're typing in when they've harvested your password or whatever they've asked you to type in and with a little that little padlock, you feel a little better. But all it is is the guy paid what a hundred, two hundred bucks. Literally, that's how cheap it is. Right. Two hundred bucks a year to have that little padlock on their fake URL, and you've just given them your information in an encrypted way, um, and you felt good about it. <laughs> right after you typed it in, didn't you, you? They may have even sent you somewhere. They could have even sent you. By by the way, they could have sent you to the legitimate Amazon site. They could have Correct. after you put the password after in. After you've put in your credentials and they've harvested it, they can bail out to a genuine page. Splash you over and there. Once you're that like, happens, you'll be like, you have no way to know that you were in the wrong place. Yeah, and you're gonna like, what happened there? Oh, I guess I'll have to log in again. You you won't even think about it and you're gonna go ahead and log in again, but the bad guys have harvested your information and now you're on somewhere. It's how all these these hacks occur. They're they're really very insidious as far as how they trick you. So again, that's why you need 
in your companies or in uh, in your life in general, security awareness training, so that you are at least getting um, fished on a regular basis from a company that's going to actually try to trick you. You'll then see who your clickers are in your organization, who fell for it, right? Um, you know, our security awareness training is you know, it's, it's really good, and it's going to actually oh, set- it it's good. I uh, just about a month ago, I got one that was. Really, really cleverly but you didn't close. Click? Yeah, close. I did not. But Akendi's are really. I insidious. did not. I I figured it out and I clicked on the button that you know marked it as phishing. And then of course we said congratulations, right. Dennis. You, Had this been a an actual attempt by a bad guy, you, but, you you know this could have caused damage to your company. I gotta tell you that email looked like one of the official ones that we get periodically. Right. So that was good. You need to have security awareness training running in your businesses so that you're at least your folks are keeping it top of mind as to what the heck's going on out there as far as what they should be looking for and some of the tricks that these guys are using. So if they do um, fall for it, they will be admonished in a nice way. And, you know, kind of like the wah-wah, you know, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and if they get clicked too many times, they'll be thrown into remedial training. But the point is, at least you've kept it top of mind. Um, because, believe it or not, when you go and buy cybersecurity insurance, There's a tool out there the bad guys are actually using to see who's insured. And then if you are insured, they know how much much coverage you've got. (laughs) And it's a legitimate tool, I guess. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but you can go out there and find out how much insurance a company has. And then, of course, the bad guys go ahead and target that company. Oh, you got a million dollars in coverage? I'm going after you. Uh, so you got to get your, your people trained up. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, four lines wide open. I guess you guys are all sleeping in or you're outside enjoying the sunshine. I have no idea, but you got a couple pasty white computer geeks in the studio here, live, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, Dennis and I. We're both employee owners of Tab Computer. Wow, that was a harsh stop. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. All right, we're gonna to get to we we'll get to our one caller. Carolyn's like, let's go, let's go. We got a caller on the line. Three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers. Let's go right to Jack in Middletown. What's happening, Jack? Hi guys. Um, Hi. You're scaring me, but nothing new was about security. Right. So, so I'm in my web browser before the break. You talked about the the little lock and the HTTP, you know, secure site, right? Right. Right. Yes. Are you saying I cannot trust that? I'm saying that you can't trust anything, um, number one. You always have to assume everything you're doing is not trustworthy. If you if you go with that start, you're, you're actually operating your computer correctly. Um, I know it sounds horrible, and to live that way, you, you need to be a cynical computer user, period. Um, yeah. But the key is that the, the little padlock, all that is, which is nice, is a way to encrypt your data when you enter it into a website. The issue is... You don't know if it's that website is owned by right. the real people you think it's owned by, or is it a bad guy who is impersonating or counterfeiting a site you might visit. I see. So it's not hard so, to pay for that little that little padlock. All right, I, I won't take up much, much of your time. I understand all that. Okay. So should I be a luddite and just throw this computer out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to do banking online. Yeah. 
No, no. So here's the thing, Jack. What you what you need to do is any kind, any time you get correspondence from any vendor of any kind, whether it be email or even phone or text, because they have vishing, they have all sorts of issues here with smishing, smishing. Yeah. So text you're going to get, you're going to get calls, you're going to get emails. You cannot assume that those are legit, and you need to contact the actual your bank directly. Uh, mm-hmm. And say, hey, uh, using the number you know, don't go Google it. You know, make sure you know the number, right? right? You just can't trust or don't read the emails number on there that they sent you that says, hey, this is such and such bank. Call us now. Don't ever assume it's legit if they're reaching out to you. I know it's awful, um, but it is it is what's going on these days. You have to. Well, I cannot be the only one worried about this. I mean, this is this is this is. I I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about just going back to paper, right. And mail everything. Well, well you, I don't think you need to do that. That's no. a little extreme. But what you do need to do is what Eric just said. You need to know exactly the domain or the URL that you go to to get to your bank. Right. You need to have a phone number for them that you verified belongs to them. Mm-hmm. And you keep that available to you whenever you get any of this correspondence. You know, somebody sends you an email telling you that you're uh, – bank account has been frozen click here to unlock it okay oh no 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 you just as long as long as you as long as you know what site you're going to right and then you're going to be okay right yeah nothing okay that's that's half the battle worried about the wrong thing i don't know well you should be exactly where i'm going right it's just when you receive unsolicited emails calls or oh texts. i don't get that okay good i never mentioned that i don't know why you got onto that well that's, that's well, what how that's that most of it happens that's generally uh, that's generally the problem with all of these stories that we've been discussing right is somebody will get an email or get a text or something like that that looks legit right oh. and then they click on oh, the I link and no, then two factor yeah. on everything and all that stuff well that know? helps too because if you if you I don't, guess if you don't get that, you know, second factor. No, that doesn't matter. Actually, no. no, because you've already put in your credentials to get to that point. So I'm sorry. Well, yeah, and most of the time you can set your system as a trusted. Once you've done the two factor the one time, you can set your system as a trusted site, and it's not going to ask you for that second factor because you've already given it. Right? You've made it a trusted device. So two factor may not help you here, Jack, because it's not going to ask you. The bad guys are just going to harvest your credentials. Although it'll help you when they try to use your credentials, because they won't be able they to. They won't be able to. Right? right. So you did a good job protecting yourself there. Um, but they will have your credentials. They'll have half the battle. <laughs> oh well, that's not good. It's not good. No, only only not. if you fall for it. Only if you fall for it, Jack, and put it in. And you said you don't get I don't these. I don't know where I fell for it, but maybe you're telling me I did. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. no. This, <laughs> no we don't know you that well. <laughs> we're we're saying that other people have, and they, right. they've made the news. That's the point. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm pretty hip, but I'm not nowhere near your level. Okay, well you're got, you got some good stuff going there. You got your two factor going, and just be just be a yeah. cynic when you're using your computer. Don't yeah, trust it. I understand. All right, thank you for thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for calling. All right, so Jack's going to go on his way. Um, yeah, you just you got to you just got to assume that what you're connecting to or what you're getting email phone calls. Um, the great thing about uh, the Pixel phone that I have is there's a, a screening technology that it has. So it actually has a Google Assistant that'll answer the phone and say, hey, you know, such and such is using this screen, his calls, go ahead and leave a voicemail or a message and they'll call you back. Of course, if they're not legit, they're not going to leave a message. And I almost, I don't get any, I get the calls, but I don't have to deal with any of those spam um, 
calls at all, really. It's just my Google Assistant takes them all. It can also get in the way of legitimate calls, as it happened last night. Um, but uh, that can happen. You know, but they didn't leave their message. They should have, and then I would have been able to get the message and then call back. But that's just another issue of the technology. We're putting up all these walls, and uh, it can also cause delays. So feel free to get online, guys. Four lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. If you want to talk about how you've dealt with any kind of phishing or issue that's happened in your life, um, you know, you know, feel free to give us some examples of, of real life where you've been tricked. I mean, I've given you my examples. I, I even was tricked on uh, trying to sell something on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, the uh, scammers said, "Hey, you know, I want to make sure you're legitimate, so you're gonna, I'm gonna go ahead, go, you're gonna get a text um, on your phone with your number." And it turns out they were trying to use, they were trying to create a Google Voice number for themselves to then use that number nefariously, and I fell for it. Um, so we're all human. We all can fall for these things. So feel free to call in if you have any examples of what you've dealt with. We'd love to hear your stories, and you might help people with uh, what what they can keep an eye out for. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC. 522 WTIC. So, well, as we wait for your calls, you want to bring up anything else there, Dennis? Well, it looks like uh, Samsung has joined the cavalcade of companies that are uh, going along with the principle of right to repair. That's about time. Yeah. And, you know, they're a huge player. Yes. Uh, people don't really think of Samsung when they think of computing technology, but uh, I think they're the single largest seller of phones in the world. I just bought a refrigerator. Possibly. Hopefully it works. Right. And <laughs> they make all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So if they are getting behind the right to repair or, as I call it, freedom to tinker, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. which is a, a slogan come up with uh, by a, a great guy down in, uh, he used to be a professor at Princeton. His mm. name is Ed Felton. Okay. Um, pretty good uh, pundit. But it's great that they're on board too, because that's gonna that's gonna pull in even more companies to do the same thing. Right, we should be it able, will. To, and you should be able to have companies you can go rely on rather than having to send it off to Samsung directly to have it repaired. You could, should be able to have third parties that'll actually work to to fix your phone or deal with your issues. Let's get a quick call in here. We're gonna go to Mike in South Windsor next. What's happening, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. I just have a question. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm at lunch at maybe a fast food place or whatever. I'll have my iPad with me, and I'll use their network to go on the Internet and read, you know, news websites, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, what are, you know, what are the risks of doing that? I'm not really clicking on anything. I'm not doing bank, banking or anything like that. But is there a risk of using their networks? There always is a risk of using somebody else's public network um, to do anything. So we would tell you to use a VPN first. So you connect to the public Wi-Fi enable a VPN, and then do your surfing. Um, okay. That way your system is more, you know, more protected. It's still on the network, um, but what you're doing on the network cannot be really sniffed out by a, a tool that's readily available for anybody to sit in the booth inside the uh, restaurant or airport or wherever you are, sniff out packets of information. You're just reading the news now until for some moment you think, oh, geez, I need to check my bank account for something. And yeah. then, then the bad guy sniffed your credentials on your bank account. Literally, it's... That kind of stuff you got to be careful with. Okay. So use a and VPN. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, just so use a v VPN is all I said. Go ahead. Okay. And, um, you know, there's like maybe some car forums that I might go on. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at home, I, you know, I stay logged into them. So when I'm out at a public network, if I go to that website, 
you know, my, it remembers my login credentials. So I'm actually in this forum mm-hmm. as if I'm logged on, you know. Yep. That's a cache credential. Yeah. Okay. Into your browser. So again, if it's if it's for something like that, that you're not too worried about somebody, you know, hacking you because they've figured out how to get the cache credential out of your browser, I wouldn't worry about it. But I wouldn't do cache credentials for anything that's you know serious. Okay. You know, don't do, right. to get out. Be out of the habit, and Google will keep asking you. And even though you click never, for some reason, it keeps asking you again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't want Google to know my passwords. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, those are the things you should keep in mind, Mike, and VPN is really the best way to operate when you're in a public network. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the call. Okay. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. You guys all woke up. And uh, one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and I have been informed that we have run up the 800 number bill so largely that there is no more 800 number here at WTIC. <laughs> um, I, I kid you not. Uh, so if you do want to call and you're not within Connecticut, you need to use the 860-522-9842 number. Uh, the 800 numbers do not work anymore. Um, and most people have cell phones, and you don't have to pay long distance anymore anyway. So it is one of those things that does make sense to get rid of. Um, but it is funny. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go. Oops, sorry, Dennis. Uh, let's go to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Kara in Hanover first. She was the first on here. What's going on, Kara? Uh, it's Carol. Carol. Um, okay. Hi. Carol. Yeah. Um, I just got a new computer and a new laptop. Um, uh-huh. And I just need to know the basic uh, stuff to put on there. I know you said not to use K9 anymore. Right. But. Um, I'm looking for a free antivirus. Do I need, is Windows Defender enough? I'm going to put malware bytes, and I want a backup system. I think you said EaseUS was a good one to use. Mm-hmm. You, um, you've listened to the show. Yep. I do. I do. So, so what's the latest and greatest? It's a Windows, they're both Windows 11. Yeah, so Windows Defender, we would say, is okay. We actually are leveraging it in our practice now, too. Um, it's about 10 years old. We're using it with another EDR technology for businesses, um, but for home users, it's okay. You can also with with malware bytes. You are purchasing a, an, an AV tool. I would tell you, you don't need both. You don't need malware bytes until you come up across anything, and then you can use it for remediation only. Um, that's up to you, though, Carol. Um, but yes, Ease US. Of course, it's a Chinese company. Mm. Keep that in mind. Uh, uh, Wind- uh. I know. So we had Wes on. Wes Bryan brought up the fact that Windows does have its own backup technology you could try. I've never played with the 11 version of their backup. Uh, maybe yeah. it's better than past versions. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but EaseUS is a Chinese company, so keep that in mind. You could also consider Acronis. Um, I think that's a U.S.-based company. Maybe. What's the name of that one? Acronis. Now, now, now I'm doubting myself. It, it may not be U.S. based. A C R O N I S. Okay. Um, that's another and, um, backup technology. Open DNS too, Carol. Configure Open DNS. That's your replacement to K9. Okay. Can you put a, a information on your site again about how to do that? Because I don't yes. really understand that. I, and it can be confusing. We understand that it can be confusing. You need to understand a little bit about your firewall. Um, your router, I should say, in your home, and you need to understand that how to set those uh, those DNS settings. Um, but it's not that big a deal. You can do it. All right. So you have it. You put information up, or mm-hmm. 
re repost it or whatever? We will do so. Yeah. We can do that. Sure. Okay, and antivirus uh, is um, defenders. Avast okay. okay or Avast is out there, but the, the the problem with a lot of the third party antiviruses is that they all put a burden on the computer, mm -hmm. um, whereas yeah. Defender is just built into Windows. You don't even need to do anything to use it. Yeah. Uh, you it's just, come a long way. It, it, and it is better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, the trade-off is what am I getting You know, for a product that I pay for that maybe might cause my computer to run a little more slowly than it would without? And so you know, you're probably better off just relying on Windows Defender that's built in. You don't even need to do anything. I know okay, that, and, so don't bother with don't yeah, bother with Avast. Right, don't bother with Avast. Don't bother with Malwarebytes. Um, just run it with Defender for now. I know we've talked about it differently in the past, but things do change, and as IT people, we have to continue to change. It constantly moves yeah. forward. Um, so we're going to give Microsoft a little credit until we can't. Now we did have a story a couple weeks ago about the fact that Microsoft was their Defender product was actually seeing Windows. Microsoft Office updates as malicious. So if you happen to have Word or Excel, Defender. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, so it was seeing those updates as malicious. So Microsoft is still Microsoft, <laughs> um, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, it is. It's one of those things we have to laugh or cry about, really. Um, I guess. So Defender would be the way to go for now until okay. the, until it's not. We'll tell you when it's not. <laughs> okay, I'll keep listening then. <laughs> Good. That's that's how we keep you hooked, Carol. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, if you can just put up that info about the open DNS and maybe explain it to me because yeah. I just I keep hearing about it, but I don't really get it. I know. Well, we'll talk about it more, too. I'm trying. Okay. You're doing a good job. All right, thank you very much. You got it, Carol. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Yep. All right, so she's got her prescription for a safer computer. Let's go on to uh, Dorothy in Litchfield next. I don't know what's happened out there, Dorothy. Hi, this is just kind of a follow-up on what she just said. It wasn't my question. But on the iMac, does that come with a, a built-in um, ant antivirus as well, or I should still use the web root? Uh, Mac, it, yeah. an Apple Mac? Yeah. Uh, Apple does not have a built-in antivirus. You would have to get a third party. Um, web root. WebRoot is a little bit problematic on Macintosh. Hmm. Um, I have actually run into it myself. Um, I used to use WebRoot on my Mac, and I don't anymore because it was uh, cranking out uh, a lot of false positives. Uh, it was actually detecting an, a true system file as malicious. Oh my gosh! So, and and I contacted their tech support, and I said, "You got to fix this." They said, "No, this is by design." Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's not an encrypted system file, so they just mark it as malicious. Gotcha. So it's, not, that's it's it. not stopping anything. It's just a right. marking. Right, yeah. but you're constantly being told that this thing is malicious. bad. And it's not. And that means that if I actually get a bad file somewhere... You're going to ignore it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I haven't had the problem. I just set up my new computer, and the web route went over there, and it didn't have anything. It scanned sure. it, said everything was okay. All right, then you're good. All right, so I should still For what now. Would you use in place of, of WebRoot. ESET would be my my recommendation. Yeah, ESET. It's a good Mac Mac AV. How do you spell that? E S E T. E S E T. Okay. Before I forget, um, what I, I wanted to call you about was that I'm on a, some e email list like most people. Hey Dorothy, before you get into this question, I got to put you on hold because you're coming to the top of the hour. Can you hold? Sure. All right, I'm going to put Dorothy on hold. 
and she'll get her question in. Uh, so Dorothy's there, Joe, Patty, and Jeremy. Hang on. We're going to go through. Morgan's going to have the news, and then we'll get to you guys after the news. So please hang on. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 